Kishi, happy Monday. Hope your weekend was fabulous and fantastic and you're thriving and you're rocking and rolling. Uh, I'm joined tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking upper cervical. We're going to be talking Titronics, one of our partners at Cairo Sushi. I'm joined by the man, Adam Tatter, who, uh, dude, you were you were highly uh, came suggested by your man, uh, Dr. Ian Tremaine. Oh, yeah. uh, so that's a big that's a big badge of honor. So tell Absolutely. me about how you're connected with the upper cervical revolution. Yeah, we uh, I've been teaching with them for about three years now, I think. Uh, I've been practicing seven years. I've been a chiropractic patient for 20 years. And um, I uh, started teaching with Ian. Uh, just uh, he asked me to start taking over the East Coast because because there's a lot of uh, a need for upper cervical on the East coast and he's obviously in California. So he asked if I could be a part of his group and uh, be a lead instructor for him here in Atlanta and South Carolina. And now we're kind of all over the country. So it's been pretty rad. What drew you into, uh, what drew you into upper cervical work? Why, why, what, what is the, what is your why behind your why? Absolutely. Yeah. I've, um, I was introduced to chiropractic when I was 15. It was uh, just like, it was an old DE guy, uh, taught the principle of innate above, down, inside, out, and it just resonated with my – actually, my brother and I both became patients before our parents ever did. And uh, I was about 15. He was about 18 and um, never wanted to be a chiropractor. I did a lot of other things, tried to get on the fire department. Um, I actually was a lineman for Georgia Power, so I worked on power lines. Oh, cool. <laughs> three years. Uh, a little bit of a crazy gig there. but um, And my brother actually became a chiropractor. So, so, but chiropractic probably made a lot of sense to you. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just different kind of power lines now. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing. My brother became a chiropractor doing really well. And then he got into upper cervical and, um, I found myself, I was on the job one day and I fell about 15 feet down a pole and I was hanging upside down and I realized I needed to do something different. And, uh, my brother was going through certification to do knee chest. And so I went to one of the classes with him and essentially it just spoke to me, man. I quit my job on Monday and enrolled in school and I went back to school to finish up at, at I actually went to Sherman college. So. Oh, congrats. Oh, yeah. awesome. I yeah. love the, I love, it's one of the, the only schools we support at Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's growing like crazy, man. Dr. Cordero and, and Dr. Cohen are doing amazing things. They're whole, the whole team and the school is doing amazing. So. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the funny thing is I say to, I say to potential students and I, I, I you know, when I say it, I go, I they have no clue what I'm talking about, but you'll be walking around the hall with Armand Rossi and Christopher yeah. Kent. And they're just oh. like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, this is like the biggest deal in the world. <laughs> so crazy, man. These new guys, they just have no idea what they've got at that school. You know, it's just an amazing, amazing school. So, so um, tell me about getting out of school. What did you, uh, did you, did you, kick ass right away? Did you struggle? Did you, I mean, you, you had some good people behind you, you had a great school. Yeah. Tell me about your journey there. Yeah, absolutely. Mine was a little unique. You know, school was amazing and I had some great mentors that are still uh, good friends and mentors to this day. Uh, my brother, you know, I, he was already practicing. So I actually joined his practice um, and worked for him as an associate and independent contractor for about five years and uh, learned a lot and it was an amazing practice and he's still doing great. And about two years ago, we decided I, I, I took a little break actually from chiropractic and um, just to, we had a, a new baby and just trying to figure out some some things going on with uh, what we wanted, me and my fiance, what we wanted in our life. And so um, I actually took a break and did some woodworking actually on a furniture company now. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So I took a little break and then we came back and I just opened my own practice here in November. So I have a fresh practice here now 
that um, I'm working to uh, get going here in Georgia. Did you design all that stuff behind you too? Yeah, yeah, I did all that. Yeah, I do a lot of my own graphic design and everything here in the practice. I had a feeling, dude. That's that's dope, dude. Thanks, that's bro. really cool. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that brought us together was uh, the Titronics technology. And Titronics, I want to give a shout-out. We have actually a link overlay. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested in learning more or after you hear about the story that um, that Dr. Tedder is going to share about with Titronics, um, obviously, upper cervical guys, Steve Judson, Peter Kavork, a lot of people, they adore Dr. Ian, they adore or love using the Titronics. And you're yeah. along with them. What do, what do you love about Titronics? You know, chiropractic, as we've always been taught, is a, a science, philosophy, and art. I think that um, a lot of times chiropractors may be imbalanced in some of those things. You know, they may be all about the art. They may be all about the philosophy or all about the science. That's what I love about upper cervical. It, it really encompasses all of those things, I think, evenly. And for me, I love having an objective measure on every single visit to know when, when not, how to adjust or what needs to be adjusted. It gives me a lot of information on how I take care of my folks from a visit by visit standpoint, not just the fact that they're laying on my table. And that's really what really what spoke to me about upper cervical is actually knowing when not to get adjusted. Right. That's the real art. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it blew me away. Like I was for eight years, I've been getting adjusted full spine three, two, three times a week, you know? And then I go to this conference and they're talking about like their patients hold for like a month, two months, sometimes longer. And they have all these, um, you know, this idea of healing, you know, if I get adjusted on Monday and I need to be adjusted again Tuesday and then on Thursday and then Friday, you know, when is my body ever truly healing? And I love the fact that Titron, the, the, the objectivity of it gives us a, a knowledge of knowing that we can make an adjustment so specific that the person actually begins to hold their alignment for a period of time. And that's really different for everybody too. You know, some people hold for two days, some yeah. people hold for two months, you know, everyone's different, but how do we even know that if we can't measure it? You know, and that's what I love about Titron is their, their technology is just taking what BJ Palmer did almost a hundred years ago and has, has made it present day um, applicable to our practice and the way we can do things. You know, I, I think it's pretty cool, you know, coming from, you know, uh, uh, I've known uh, me and Dr. Ian spoke years and years ago when I was at my startup in San Francisco and he was doing work at San Quentin and I was up in San Francisco. I got, I got to San Quentin with him. Yeah. I, I just thought that was just phenomenal stuff. And I, I know you probably are around the Facebook spheres of, of stuff. And it's funny to see, you know, Guys like you and girls that are being called like the 1895ers, although some <laughs> of you guys have tattoos, have long beards. Yeah, you know. yeah. But the real thing is you go back to that science part. Anyone in the evidence-based side couldn't hold anything to you when you show them what you're doing with Titronics, right? Absolutely. And that's what BJ was wanting to do with them in the first place is to make chiropractic reproducible and measurable and scientific to have that component of what we what we teach. You know, and it's like – we obviously we know we all adjust I and mean, the art is an amazing thing, but I take my scanning technique as serious as I do my adjusting technique, because that's the biggest issue I'm seeing with students is that school, there's not a big emphasis on technique and scanning. So anyone can run a scan up someone's neck yeah. you know, the right way consistently from practitioner to practitioner. That's something we take just as serious in the revolution as we do the adjustment, you know, cause that's the key, man. If you can't scan, you can't get consistent um, readings then yeah, it's not going to be valid, you know, and Roger designed that thing to have a specific protocol on how to, to do it, you know, and unfortunately it's not being taught very well in the institutions um, that they're being used. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think sometimes they're 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 slaves to the time that they have. I, you yeah. wonder if that's an issue too. Sometimes there's so much going on. Yeah. Hey, man, you took some time off, and I, you know, I I think about Dr. Steve Tullius, who said he had to go take a year off to go find himself, rebalance yeah. his practice, rebalance his life. We're not in the Mercedes eighties anymore, where my father grew up, and it was, t- you know, the the buzzword was tenacity and how hard you could push. Right. Seems like quality of life is very important to younger docs out there. Is that is that resonate with you? Absolutely. You no, know, we had um, the beginning of 2016 was real interesting for us. We just had some really weird. Um, one of the most amazing things happened is my little girl was born in January. Nice. Congrats. And, uh, she's like, man, she's so amazing. And uh, she's really, really cool. And we just had some interesting things happen to us. And so we felt like it was best for us to kind of step away. And uh, we moved to Florida and kind of off the grid for a little bit. And um, I just took some time to refocus. And I think that it's important to be aware of those times, you know, and, and knowing when to, to take that break and when to come back. And we've had some really amazing opportunities uh, with some mentors of mine to come back to practice and kind of put things into place. And it's been, it's been really amazing. When do you know, like what, what's, if, if you have a young student, you hear, I think there's so many different sides now. And, and, you know, one of the things we try to say at sushi is there's no right answer for it. You know, there's the right answer for you. And I think that's probably congruent with a lot of what you guys feel. I mean, not everyone's going to do a thousand patients a week. Not everyone's capable. Yeah. Everyone wants that kind of life. That's exactly. not for everyone. If you're talking to a young doc who's interested in getting an upper upper cervical using technology like Titronics, what do you sh- what's what's the pearls of wisdom you share with them to direct them the best way that they can? What do you, what do you share with them that you've learned? Uh, the first thing is really uh, shadowing in an office. So you know finding offices near their school that are practicing upper cervical and not just one technique, you know, try to get a feel for different techniques, you know, cause I've learned over the years, I don't serve a technique. I serve my patients and I serve chiropractic. And so my technique may not be the best one for you, but to go visit offices, I mean, I tell students all the time who go through our program and that I talk to um, just from being involved in the schools is get in as many offices as you can, all techniques, all styles, all sizes. Cause Everyone thinks, oh, man, I want to see a thousand a week. But some people don't realize what goes into that, you know, and yeah, it's quality not- of life isn't sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's exhausting, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing if you can do it. But it's also can be very exhausting and finding out if that's really what you what you want to do. Or it may not be something you do for three years, you know, yeah. you, know you can't just jump into something like that. It's like it's it's crazy. But I always tell them to surround themselves with people they resonate with. And sometimes you don't know that. So you get around people. Um, visit as many offices as you can. I actually worked in some offices when I was a student. They were completely against my my philosophy and my principles, just to just to confirm that what I believed was amazing. that's wise. I like that. I, I like that yeah. suggestion. The whole time I'm standing there going, "What the hell is this place?" Like it was such a shit show, and it was like, "Man, <laughs> I, what are these people doing?" And but they're seeing like 500 people a week, you know. And it was total BS chiropractic stuff, man. And but it solidified that that's not what I wanted. And I know if that jackalope could do that through principled chiropractic, I could see as many people as I desire, as many people as the universe will send me, you know. So, like, I think spending time in all kinds of offices is important to figure out where you fit and what what resonates. Um, Obviously, going to DE is a huge thing. Um, Give a give a shout out Sarasota this weekend. I don't know if you had um, Um, this weekend. I'm actually teaching for the revolution this weekend. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but I. I, I 100% say that, you know, when we came about, I, I went to Lucas and I went to Steve and I went to Brian Lieberman. I went to Drew and I said, look, man, I want to push people your way. And they're like, they're like looking at me like, what's this guy up to? What does he want? Yeah. 
And then I was like, just trust me on this. Trust me. Yeah, like, yeah. I really, really. And now they're like, okay, cool. This guy's in it. He's, he really gets it because Absolutely. they do. You, you go to DE. And I say to key people, like, even if you're going to go down there, you might not, maybe 50% of it might challenge you. 50% might go, uh, you know, 25% might go, oh, that ain't me. Like, I'm not into, like, I'm not into God. Like, my God is my God. It's my own private thing. Like, I stood there with Luis Butt one day and I go, dude, there's a lot of God talk here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, he told me, like, just let it sit with you. And I was like, okay, cool. So your your experiences with D is get to D if you're a young young doctor. Yeah, right? From a philosophical standpoint, that's a it's a beautiful thing, you know, get you grounded in, in the in what Dr. Sid fought for to defend our, our, our profession. My first DE was actually Dr. Sid's last DE that he spoke at. So it was oh, pretty, wow. pretty amazing to see him. Even in that state, like the conviction and the certainty he had in the principles of chiropractic was amazing. And Dr. Justin and Dr. Lieber and all those guys are really doing a great job to carry that on. Um and uh, yeah, man, I, DE was something I didn't even go till after school, you know, and because uh, I got connected with a lot of those guys. But just getting connected, man, you got to. Well, I was talking to Danny Knowles when we were at Berkshire's, man. It was funny because he was telling me a story because Danny went to Sherman. Yeah, and uh, he goes, "Well, what was funny was back in that day when he was in the '90s. He goes, we used to think that life was the mixers. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah." yeah um, but yeah, man, it was, it's, uh, I think just surrounding yourself with, with like-minded people, you know, and finding people that have the same mission or at least can steer you in the right direction for your own mission, you know, cause yeah. like you said, not all of our missions are exactly the same, but they should be grounded in the same principles, you know? Well, I know Dwight will be with Titronics at DE and, and thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. I got a couple more weird questions for you okay. that we'll have some fun with. If uh, of the Dead Chiropractic Society, of the, all the the Reggies, the Sids, the the Deedies, the BJ's, the the Mabels, the if you could have dinner with one dead chiropractor, who would it be? I've always it's funny. I, um, it's always my my answer to that question is always BJ Palmer, just because he was such a weird dude, and like <laughs> I would love to just see just pick his brain and like see what kind of conversations he would actually have. You know, he was he was just such a unique crazy individual, you know, and I just can't even imagine what goes on in his brain every day. Yeah. And, and, and so that might, that's probably going to lead me to my second question. Obviously you're a DD or a BJ guy. BJ. Yeah, I think so. Just because, you know, DD was amazing in those initial um, philosophical things and the way he was moving. But what I love about BJ is he took that to a whole nother level of let's now solidify that because he didn't change any of that. It was really just solidifying it through the science and the art and the philosophy and really making a, a balanced, um, model to follow in chiropractic. You worked with your brother. Would you yeah. recommend working with family in chiropractic? Um, you know what? It's, what's interesting is I have um, we had a great experience. You know, and we just we felt it was best for us where we were in our our professional uh, space to kind of go separate directions. You didn't have um, like an oasis moment or something like no, that. No, and it was it was just uh, it was just one of those times. You know, after five years, you know, it's um, we have different little bit different views on how things should be done, and that's we came to an that's agreement. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I know people that work with their family and it works amazing and it does for many years. I think the biggest thing, if you're going to work with family, friends, or like even someone you think is your mentor is to have very, um, solid, solid lines of what is and what is not in the practice. You know what I mean? As far as, um, how things work, how things are supposed to be run and who's like where everybody's, um, placement is on that team. So there's no gray areas. You know, I think that's something that's very important is communication and, really uh, setting the, the tone for how the practice is going to work. Beautiful. I'm going to ask you a Ron Swanson question because you're a wood guy. All right. Uh, 
what is the best type of wood if you're building out a practice? What is the best wood to have in your practice from a design, uh, a foundation? What is what is the wood for chiropractors? Uh, my favorite wood right now is called ambrosia maple, and it's okay. uh, also called wormy maple because these worms will, will burrow through it, and it creates all these really cool intertwining lines and everything. It's really beautiful. Um, it's a hardwood. It'll last forever. And uh, actually, I've, I have a lot of pieces in my office that I've built. Um, and they're all ambrosia maple uh, tops. So they're just a, it's a beautiful wood. Hey man, wise, wise man, dude, he's using Titronics. He's upper cervical. He's part of the upper cervical revolution, helping out, uh, bringing the upper cervical revolution to the East coast. Uh, he shared, you dude, you shared a lot of insights and wisdom, man. You're, you're a wise man. And I'd love to have you on again sometime. Anytime, man. It's, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here and, and hanging out with everybody. Hey brother. Thanks a lot for sharing what you did guys. If you want to learn more about Titronics, uh, you can go to titronics.com forward slash sushi. Thank you so much, Dr. Tedder. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it.